0: Amen. Well, let's look at Psalm 191 today. Psalm 100 and, not 91, 141. <laughs> I'm not sure where I got 91. I'm tired. and We've been laying carpet all day, and I'm, I'm exhausted. So, neither one of us are young enough to do that game. <laughs> Especially when you don't do it normally. I think if you were doing it all the time, it'd be different, but... All right, Psalm 141. Uh, Most people recognize the dangers of peer pressure, especially among young children, young people I should say. Most young people have to deal with it in some way or another. Uh, It's wise for parents to teach their children how to have courage against peer pressure and to be able to say no when someone is trying to get them to do drugs or drink alcohol or start smoking, whatever the case may be. And the Bible teaches us to stay away. Don't listen to sinners. Proverbs 1.10 says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And Proverbs 1.15 tells us, My son, walk not thou uh, in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. So we're not even supposed to walk in the way with them. We're supposed to stay completely away from them. Refrain thy foot from their path. And resisting sinners... Uh, influence is the theme of this psalm, Psalm 141, and he prayed for the Lord to help him stand against the pull of wicked men. And teenagers are not the only ones who may be tempted or enticed to do wrong. Uh, Sin is all around us and we are surrounded by temptations and tempters. And what can we do when the evil try to entice us to join their wicked ways? Uh, Well, let's read uh, Psalm 141 here, and we'll look at these uh, carefully. Verse number one says, Lord, I cry unto thee. Make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness. Let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, as when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. But mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord. In thee is my trust, leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape." All right, we're going to look at these uh, the psalm piece by piece a little bit. The uh, first thing that we ought to do when we are enticed by evildoers. Uh, verses 1 and 2 tells us to cry to the Lord for help. Roman number 1. <coughs> cry to the Lord for help. It says, Lord, I cry unto thee, make haste unto me. Give ear unto my voice when I cry unto thee. Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifices. You know, I was thinking this week when I was studying this, it's amazing how many psalms kind of present a problem, and the first step that the psalms gives, and the first thing that David or whoever is writing the psalm, the first things that they say is, or that they do, is what? Cry unto the Lord, right? Pray and seek the Lord. Uh, And, you know, that ought to give us a little bit of an idea uh, where we ought to go, Amen. Uh, The first step that we need to do for every problem, uh, we need to cry unto the Lord and seek Him. And David cries out for God to help him and hurry about it, he says. Uh, He says, listen, give ear to my voice. Uh, There's an urgency in his call. He says, make haste, give ear. And there must have been a real and present temptation for him somewhere uh, that he's facing. And he prayed with urgency for help. He said twice, uh, twice he said, uh, cried out to God. He says that he cried out to God. Uh, he begged god to hurry and act at once Uh, he asked him to give ear to listen attentively to him he asked god to hear his voice it was a vocal prayer not just a silent prayer he wasn't just praying in his head he was uh it was uh, distressing enough for him to pray vocally and secondly he asked god specifically for him to accept his prayer he likened it to the incense in the burn in the uh that was burned in the temple temple which was a symbol of God, uh, God's people's prayer rising up to God. And the priest offered to lay, uh, two lambs as a daily sacrifice, one in the morning and one in the evening. And perhaps his specific mention of the evening sacrifice suggests that he prayed this at the end of the day. We don't know. Uh, but either way, when we feel the pressure from those who around us who uh, do something sinful and want and entice us to do it too, we need to cry out to God immediately. 1 Corinthians 10.13 tells us, there, is no te- there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it? Isn't it just like the devil? Once he gets you into the trap and into the sin and you commit the sin, then he turns around and tries to tell you, you know, you're awful. You know, no one else struggles with this but you. You know, I tell you what, you're just awful. No, but the Bible tells us there hath no temptation taking you, but it's common to man. People face the same struggles that you face, and uh, they have victory. And so how do we gain victory? Well, first, we cry to the Lord for help. And we need to cry out for his help as he promised that he would help us. And secondly, we need to, number two, ask God to keep you strong. Ask God to keep you strong. Verses three through five says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the doors, the door of my lips. Incline not my heart to any evil thing, to practice wicked works with men that work iniquity. And let me not eat of their dainties. Let the righteous smite me, it shall be a kindness. And let him reprove me, it shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. And David understood the power of temptation, and he understood his own weaknesses. And he knew he needed God to help him. And so he asked God three things. First of all, he asked him to guard his tongue. He says, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. I know some people that need to pray that prayer, amen? Uh, Me included. (laughs) And uh, we need to pray that God will help us, amen? Amen. Put a watch before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips shut, <laughs> is what he's saying. And I know some people that need to pray that for sure. But David did not want to uh, speak sinfully. His heart was that he wanted to do right, not only with his life, but with his mouth. And so he asked God to guard his tongue. And in another psalm, David committed his, the, his tongue to the Lord. Uh, in psalm 39.1, he says, I said, I will take heed to my ways, that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I'll keep it with a bridle. And James, in his epistle, warns us about the power of the tongue. James 3, 2 says, For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man. And able also to bridle the whole body. If you can control your tongue, then you're able to control your whole body. And that's how powerful the tongue is. Amen. Such a small little member. And yet, it's so powerful and hard to control. And so easy to say the wrong thing, especially in anger. And uh, so we need to guard our tongue and ask him to guard my tongue. Secondly, uh, ask him to push my heart away from sin. He says, I have prayed this prayer. Uh, He didn't say that. I said that uh, in my notes. I have prayed this prayer many times. Uh, I didn't didn't change the note so it looked like it was part of the verse. (laughs) I didn't put the right punctuation at the end. Uh, I said that Uh, he says incline not my heart to any evil thing that word incline it's talking about leaning towards and pushing towards incline my not my heart to any evil thing so if we're praying to not incline the heart to evil then that means we're praying to incline away from it right or to good away from sin he says uh, to practice works with men that know that work iniquity let me not eat of their dainties He says, Lord, can't you just fix my heart for me? (laughs) Have you ever prayed that? Can't you just remove the desire to have this sin or to do this sin? Can't you remove the desire to uh, answer back when somebody says something smart to me and not control my mouth? Uh, Can't you remove the temptation of whatever it is? I don't know how many times I've asked God that. Uh, But he will. Amen. Amen. Uh, one day he will, when he removes all sin and our sin nature. Uh, but we tend to give in to that which we lean towards. And so we have to be careful. He says, talks about the dainties here. And the dainties, does first speak of delicacies of the wicked. It's luxurious portions of food. But it, it's being used here as a poetic symbol of the evil deeds that these evil men are doing. He says, don't let me be enticed by it. You know, it feels good to sin sometimes, doesn't it? For a season, right? Uh, until it's over, and then you're like, wow, and then you don't feel so good, right? And uh, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a, like a delicacy, it's like a, a luxurious portion of food that tempts us and draws us to it. If it didn't feel good, we wouldn't want to do it, right? And so uh, we have to guard against that and realize the truth of it, replace the truth with a lie, okay? And uh, we need to realize, yes, it, is, may, it may feel good for the season, uh, but I don't want to trade the permanent for just a small amount of thing. There's a saying I used to hear all my life: uh, "Don't uh, see if I can remember it. Uh, don't uh, trade the temp. Uh, don't sacrifice the uh, permanent on the altar of the temporary. Is that right? Did I say it the right way? Did I reverse those? Don't, don't sacrifice." the permanent on the altar of the immediate. Okay, I don't remember immediate, but anyways, that's the same same thing, I guess. Uh, But, you know, so many times, especially teenagers, they can only see what's right in front of their face. They can only see right now, I want this. Uh, But they don't see the sacrifices that that's gonna cost. They don't see the punishment that that's gonna bring or the uh, consequences of it. And, uh, but we don't get a whole lot better as we get older. Uh, oftentimes we just see what we want right now, uh, and we end up sacrificing the permanent on the altar of the temporary or uh, whatever the other word that they said. Uh, and uh, verse number five it tells us the third thing: not only guard my tongue and push my heart away from sin, but thirdly, send me a good, uh, send me a godly counselor. Verse five. This is a good verse. Listen to this: Let the righteous smite me, hit me. Okay. It shall be a kindness. Let him reprove me. It shall be an excellent oil, which shall not break my head. For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamity. David wanted to be held accountable. Uh, He prayed for God to raise up a righteous person, to counsel and correct him. Are you willing to listen to rebuke? (coughs) You know, the Bible has a lot to say about (coughs) who we are, whether dependent upon whether we listen to rebuke or reject it, <coughs> oh, excuse me, <coughs> I need some water. <clears throat> but how you how you react to rebuke is a huge determination on whether or not you are a fool or a wise person. The Bible says in Proverbs nine eight, "Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee." Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Boy, what a difference. Amen? A scorner is someone who has already rejected the truth. Okay. A, f- a fool uh, is how they're acting, okay. the decisions that they're making. And, but a scorner is purposely attacking right. Okay. And so a scorner, it won't, doesn't do any good to reprove him. But he says, rebuke a wise man, a man who wants to be rebuked, a man who wants to be corrected, and make sure things are right. He will love you for what you've done. And he tells us again in Proverbs fifteen five to make sure we listen to our father's instructions. <coughs> Dan, you can close your ears. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, he says, a fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent, right? We have to be willing to hear, even when we're grown up, amen? And we need to honor our parents and listen, amen? And Ecclesiastes says in Ecclesiastes 7.5, It is better to hear the rebuke of the wise than for a man to hear the song of fools. You know, pretty words of the fool may sound good at the time, uh, but it's far better for, to, to listen to rebuke rather than comforting or pretty words or a song. And it's, uh, rebuke isn't pleasant, uh, but it's from a wise man, and that makes the difference. Because Proverbs 27, 6 says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Okay? It's not just what you're getting from them that determines whether you're a friend or not. And that seems to be the way that we judge things, isn't it? You know, Well, they attacked me. You know, they, they said those things to me, and I, I'm really mad. They're just, they, I thought they were my friend. Okay. Well, a good friend will tell you the truth. Amen? They just won't stay silent. If they truly love you, they'll tell you the truth, and they'll rebuke and, uh, if it's necessary, especially biblically. Now, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Oh, how we need faithful friends who will be willing to do the uncomfortable thing and confront us when we stray or when we sin. And we talked about hungering and thirsting for, uh, for righteousness on Sunday. Is our desire to do the right thing stronger than our desire to have the pleasures of sin? And if not, we need to change, amen? And do right on purpose, whether we want it or not, until God changes our desires and we begin to heal from those wrong desires. If our heart is in the right place, we'll beg God to do whatever he can to help us and keep us from sin. When a friend rebukes you, uh, be sure to take it to heart. Pray about what what, what has been said. Search your heart. Ask God to show you what they see and help you see the truth. Uh, Listen and change what needs to be changed. So cry out to the Lord. Ask God to keep you strong. In the last part of verse 5 through 7, we see David tell us to number 3, pray against evil. Pray against evil. The uh, uh, last part of verse 5, we get, pick up there, it says, For yet my prayer also shall be in their calamities. When their judges are overthrown in stony places, they shall hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the grave's mouth, and when one cutteth and cleaveth wood upon the earth. Here David prays, keep me from evil. Then he prays against evil itself. It's not good enough that we pray to be away from it. Uh, we need to pray that God will take care of the evil too. Uh, when evil judges that don't judge justly are thrown down by God, the evil do- doers will learn two things. First, that God, godly and righteous instruction is true. Okay? Um, they'll uh, hear, as the Bible says, or hearken to or heed God's word, and it'll be sweet or delightful to them once they see the truth. And then God's judgment is inescapable. They'll learn that as well. And We learned that uh, that as we studied Amos. Uh, God's judgment comes. It's coming. And there's a spiritual battle going on all around us. Many people are being wrapped up into the fight with Satan, and they don't even realize it. He doesn't care about them. He doesn't care about you. Uh, He doesn't care about the destruction that he brings to your life. Uh, he just, he, in fact, he desires that for you, and we're fighting a spiritual battle against a spiritual enemy, and so we need to fight the fight with spiritual weapons. Amen. Ephesians six twelve tells us, "For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." Second Corinthians ten. Verse 3 and 4 tells us, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We fight this battle with spiritual weapons because it's not a fleshly war we fight. And Prayer is the most effective weapon against evil. Ephesians 6.18 tells us after the, after the armor, he says praying always with all prayer and supplication of the spirit and watching there with all perseverance and supplication for all saints we ought to pray again and again that the evil in our nation will be st- destroyed and cut down and cast down if christians will do right we'll have the kind of uh, country that we're supposed to have but so far too many christians are, are content with showing up on Sunday morning and, uh, and going on with their lives and living like the devil the rest of the time. And they're perfectly content with having these two-sided lives. And we need to pray that God will heal our land. But one of the first things that we need to do is humble ourselves and pray and seek His face and turn from our wicked ways. Pray for God's kingdom to come, that God would come back and get us, because that starts the clock for the rest for His kingdom to come to earth and him to bring peace and deal with it all. The lion will lay down with the lamb, amen? The child will play with the serpent, you know? And uh, boy, that sounds, uh, I don't know about playing with the serpent part, but it it sounds like a good place, though. I always wanted to pet a lion, you know? And so uh, the lion laying down the lamb, I I assume I'm going to be okay, too. Uh, You know, I, I was five years old. We went to, I think it was the Fort Worth or Dallas Zoo. I don't know which one. I was really little. I was probably younger than five. And they had a tiger that they were taking, walking through the zoo. And I, in my mind's eye, they had a big chain on him. I don't know if it was a chain really uh, or if it was just something. But it fe- felt like the links were like this big, you know, to a four or five-year-old. Uh, but my mom said, you want to go pet him? You want to go pet him?" I was like, no, no, I'm too scared. I have regretted that decision for, for all these years ever since. For, uh, four, what is it, 42 years now. Um, I have regretted that decision. I said, I should have gone. I always wanted to pet a tiger, you know. One day, I'm going to do it, amen. And, uh, but until uh, God's kingdom comes, we fight all the sin nature of this world and all the damages that it does. And so we need to pray for our leaders to follow the principles of God's word, amen, and ask them. Uh, my prayer, every time we have somebody in office that I, that I don't agree with, I always pray, Lord, put a Daniel beside King Nebuchadnezzar, you know, or beside Belshazzar, you know, or whoever is in office at this time, whoever we want to liken it to. You know, but put a Daniel in there beside him and uh, speak the truth of God to him, even if he doesn't like it. Uh, God places the kings, God puts the other people that are in power beside him uh, and who he wants there. And I pray and I ask God to put somebody there beside him. To make uh, good decisions based on God's word, not against the popular thought or anything else. And then pray that God might remove evil men from positions of leadership. If they will not listen to God's word, pray that God will remove them. Uh, and do, do we actually pray about that or do we just complain? Amen? You know, I'm stepping on a few toes. Okay? I know, I'm stepping on mine. That's how I know. I've at least got one. You know, we need to actually pray that God will do the, will do the work and not just complain about it. Men, that uh, they have a position of leadership, pray that God will replace them with people who love God. And Jesus will overthrow all evil when he returns to earth. And one day our prayers will fully be answered. But until then, we need to, uh, we need to pray and pray that the Lord will hear our cry against the evil men of this world. Cry out for God's help. And look for your way of escape from your own temptation. Ask God to keep you strong. Guard your tongue. Push your desires away from sin and towards righteousness. Send godly counselors to you that will rebuke you and help you. Pray against evil, that their plans will be thwarted. And then number four in verses 8 through 10. (coughs) Ask him for protection. Ask him for protection. Verse 8 says... But mine eyes are unto thee, O God, the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares which they have laid for me, and the gins of the workers of iniquity. Let the wicked fall into their own nets. Whilst that, that I... Try that again. Whilst I... That, I can't see this word. I see the two W words, and it, it's already t- tongue-twisting my mouth for some reason. Whilst that I withal escape. There we go. If I put a pause in there, I can say it. But David was very aware that the evil doers were trying to draw him to sin. He was very aware of it. And he ends his prayer by calling out once again to God for protection from their attempts. Uh, why can we call upon God? First of all, because only he can be trusted, letter A. Only he can be trusted. He says, but mine eyes are unto thee, O God the Lord. In thee is my trust. Leave not my soul destitute. Now, keep your eyes on him. Amen. You can trust him. Stop looking at your surroundings. Stop looking at your trouble. Stop looking at the evil and the evildoers. And focus on the Lord. David is saying that his faith and trust were fixed on him. God alone is your refuge and deliverer. He said, leave not my soul destitute. It means leave it not bare. In other words, be my shield. That's what he's saying. He's asking God to be his shield. Psalm 28, 7, among many other in the psalm says the Lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusted in him and I am helped therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth and with my song will I praise him he's our shield and ask him to do that and then secondly because only he can keep you he's the only one that's gonna be able to keep you Uh, keep me from the snares which they have laid for me the gins of the workers of iniquity we looked at that word jinn a couple of weeks ago uh, and it, it means a trap, but it more specifically speaks of the the bait that's set in the trap. Um, he can keep you from falling into the snares and the traps of the evil doers. So pray that he does. David trusted the Lord to protect him, and Satan lays in uh, in uh, deceitful snares in an effort to trap us into sin and destroy any effectiveness that we have uh, that we can have for God. Ephesians six eleven tells us. And put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The armor of God is God's way of provision for us to fight against our enemy. And stand against the enemy once you have it on. And we know his tactics. Uh, He's used them for millennia. And we know what he does. And so we need to guard ourselves against it. 2 Corinthians 2.11 tells us, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. And keep your stand and keep your testimony. Verse Timothy 3, 7 tells us, Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without. He's talking about those that are unsaved, those that are outside of the church. Uh, The man of God and the people of God need to have a good report amongst the people that are outside of the church. Lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. As I said, the devil wants to make you ineffective. But God can protect you if you'll just lean on him. And only he can protect us. Not, uh, don't go in your own strength. Don't think you've got this. Okay, He's the one we need to lean on. And not only can he keep you, but only he can defend you as well. In verse 10, it says, Let the wicked fall into their own nets, whilst that I withal escape. Uh, the wicked will fall into their own nets, a prayer and statement made throughout the Psalms as well. Uh, but while they are falling, I am escaping if I'm doing the right thing. And we have to rely on God to protect us from evil men's attempts to draw us into sin. And Satan is seeking to devour us. 1 Peter 5, 8, we know the verse well. Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He wants to destroy us and he wants to destroy our testimony. So he sets traps for us. Watch every step you make. Walk circumspectly, the Bible tells us. That means all in all directions. Okay, circum, like a circumference. Okay, around. Uh, Spect, like spectacles. Okay, so it's looking in all around us. Okay, and we need to live our lives watching for the traps that the devil wants us to uh, do. And we can't just fly through this life. Okay, Uh, but we have to be careful. In Jesus' model prayer, he asked God the Father to lead us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. Matthew 6, 13, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. He has the power to be able to help us. Amen. And as we go about our daily lives, we need to pray uh, through this prayer. God knows what traps Satan sets for us, but he doesn't force himself on us. Okay, Ask for his help. And he will help you. He'll give you wisdom to see the traps. And James 1, 5 tells us, if any of you lack wisdom, what does he say? Let him ask of God. God wants us to have wisdom. He's not withholding it from us, but he's not going to force it on us. Okay? Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And he'll direct our steps and guide us by his Holy Spirit so that we can avoid falling into temptation. Psalm 37, 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Uh, Go to him. Go to God. Listen and obey his will. Don't think you've got this on your own, like I said before. Proverbs 3, 5, 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Realize and acknowledge your need for him, and he'll direct you. Yield and walk In the Spirit and God will help you and Galatians 5 16 says this I say then walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh If we yield to the Holy Spirit then we're not going to fall into temptations and put on that whole armor of God and pick up your weapons the sword of the Spirit in prayer and this is the will of God for you he died not just to save us from hell alone he died so that we can have the rest of this life living in with a foretaste of heaven but we have to yield to the Holy Spirit every single day and all day long if we're going to do that. And Galatians 1, four says, Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world? It's not just a present evil world when we're raptured. But he wants to deliver us even right now from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. He'll help us. He'll keep us from evil. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 3 says, But the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Jude 24 tells us now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Ask the Lord to help fight, uh, fight against the forces of evil. Psalm ninety one eleven says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And we can even have uh, angels fighting on our side and keeping the devil away from us. Amen. Uh, but he doesn't leave us alone. Uh, he gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives us His Word. And we just need to yield to Him and follow the Word and seek out his, the Word and do what it says. But we got to yield to Him and pray for His help. Amen? All right. Well, let's look at some prayer requests. On it.